0: Welcome to another edition of the Baseball America Podcast. This is J.J. Cooper along with John Manuel. We're coming from you live from the uh, the Baseball America Podcast Nook sponsored by MLB Network, which we're always uh, uh, proud and happy to be partnered with MLB Network, which I think we both watch uh, a ton of.
1: Religiously, to, to quote Bill Maher.
0: And also wanted to remind you that we have several offers right now. It's that time of year again that Baseball America celebrates its anniversary by offering you a free gift with a renewal or new subscription to the magazine. This marks the 29th year that Baseball America has provided readers with baseball news you can't get anywhere else. So lock in your savings now and receive your free gift. Visit www.baseballamerica.com. Backslash anniversary or forward slash. I'm sorry, forward slash anniversary.
1: Never heard of the forward slash till the uh, till the interwebs. So I've never heard
0: of backslash or forward slash.
1: It's just a I slash. it's a slash. Absolutely. I but, don't think uh, every,
0: anyone had ever written a slash the other way
1: before. What I'm waiting for, though, with our offers that are taped up here on the wall on the podcast nook, is for Humana Caceres, our marketing uh, person, uh, to give us a one extolling the virtues of our new digital edition. Yes. that'll so that be that'll be coming. The digital edition is out it's kind of a soft release i think you'd say although if you get the print edition of the magazine it's a pretty hard release in the in the print edition of giant uh ad we're kind of proud of that we're still trying to work out the bugs to get that on your ipad right. or on your tablet as well
0: but it but is, it is yeah, it's, very it's cool.
1: a, if you want to read baseball america on your computer and you all but you missed, you know the kind of the feel of turning of pages or you want to have the print edition as quickly as you could possibly get it Uh, sign up for the digital edition uh, of baseball america which i just think is a a great step for us and uh, i think also especially if you listen to this and you're international customer of baseball america you've never had a chance to get baseball america in a timely fashion and now you do
0: it it will not take you three weeks to get the digital
1: edition that's right and it won't take you three weeks to read it either i don't think so uh, so we appreciate people uh checking out baseball america in the 21st century fashion.
0: And along those lines, before we dive in, we like to kind of give a little bit of the behind the scenes or also what's coming up. And yeah. just to let you know, we are, to everyone know, we are finishing up now our, uh, our league top 20s. Prospect season is here. So
1: Wabbit season is over. Prospect season is here.
0: On the web, you'll actually, I think this is the first time we're doing this, but because of how the schedule fit as far as our printing schedule, yeah. it's a little later in the schedule for the printing schedule, you know, because we had to get the final stats in and all. So because of that, we actually are starting League Top 20s on the website before we actually send the, the issue to the printer. Correct. Um, all the games are in. You know, all the no one's going to change. Nothing's going to change in the... Uh, yeah,
1: results are in. Results. balance have been tabulated.
0: But you'll so you'll see the... Uh, we'll start with the rookie leagues late this week. Wednesday, uh, we'll see the AZL, Bill Mitchell, going Thursday, Gulf Coast League, and going Friday, Appy League. And then from there, you know, we'll just kind of move on up. So... Prospect seasons here. We'll have league top 20s with chats to go with that
1: for the next two weeks. Solid, really yeah, almost three. Three weeks.
0: weeks, yeah, really three weeks, almost three solid. Three
1: weeks. business weeks, I especially the indie chat,
0: because there's an indie <laughs> chat that finishes it up. You know, I've got a lot of work still to do on that. But uh, JJ
1: and uh, Matt Eddy, I think, are the only two people with uh, with with multiple leagues. You technically have like seven <laughs> but it's <laughs> all I I all the indie that. leagues, but you can barely scrape together ten prospects too
0: yeah it's not I mean you don't want to force it, and I could throw more names, although maybe I should have last year because Brandon Kinsler, who's a big leaguer now, was on my list of guys I talked about, but just didn't was not close to the top ten, and now he's a big leaguer. So
1: it is. Uh, uh, who is your all-time best prospect out of that? Is it Daniel Nava? Oh, or it's, Daniel Nava. oh right. it's Daniel Nava. Oh, it's
0: Daniel and it's <laughs> the golf from Daniel Nava tonight. My all-time first.
1: favorite. Is he really the all-time best results of, of the top ten? Of the guys? top ten
0: guys. I mean, I thought I've, Mike
1: Banaka was in there,
0: but Mike Banaka's not a big leaguer. Uh, Daniel Nava's been
1: a. I thought he got to the big leagues. No, I stand correct. No, I was going to say he's been a solid. How about but the but guy who's pitching now for the for the A's? That left-handed joker, um, Carter. Yeah, he was not he did mean? not
0: make the list. So I, I mean, I I try to you know, it's that's the frustrating thing, is it's that I could almost compile scouting reports on, on everyone who signs and do it that way, you know, to try to cover everyone. But some of these guys if they were pretty breed,
1: wide net as But is, like
0: isn't? Carter's case he never actually pitched in Kramer, a uh, Bobby Kramer, Bobby Kramer. Yeah, Kramer Kramer I believe never actually pitched or did not pitch for long in the Golden League, did not really get a much of a read on him. We're we're digressing. We'll jump back. That's in. okay. I don't mind yeah. talking to
1: Bobby Kramer is a great success story. I mean, the guy's yeah. 30 years old and he just beat Francisco Liriano head to head on Sunday, and he may have really hurt Francisco Liriano's Cy Young Award candidacy. I'm, I'm on it, man. I'm on the side. That's
0: up. what I was gonna say. That's what we're gonna talk about today. We there's not a whole lot of we can I think finish our pennant talk. You know, the playoff race talk pretty quickly, which is AL. Pretty set.
1: We have know. four teams. We know who's. We, we know, know who's, who's making,
0: going. It's just a matter of how they shuffle around a little bit. And
1: kudos to the uh, to the Twins for uh, their second half pulling away uh, and just you know, I think a lot of people. Well, I don't know how many people necessarily thought this, but they're they're forty three and sixteen I guess in their last fifty nine games, and that almost coincides exactly with the loss of Justin Morneau. Um, and most teams don't get better when you lose the best offensive first baseman in the league. Morneau having that kind of year. Uh, when he got hurt and um you know that's that didn't make the team better but they've pitched so much better since then that so they have and uh, definitely and, made up for it yeah they they've really made up for for not having him and then uh, i guess really what's to be determined is Yankees' uh, raise, who's the winner of the d- division who's the wild card they're getting ready to play four games as we record this jj if you were joe girardi uh, or joe madden how much would it matter to you i mean like the loser plays the twins the winner gets Texas. That's really all it's on the. That's really I, all I it's. But all that's at stake is really that. I'm not even trying to say you get to hang a banner. But really, all that's really, at stake is who you play. Does that matter to you? As far as making it
0: to the World Series, I don't think it matters, you know, two percent. Uh, I think it really because, you know, to make it to the World Series, really what you know is going to come down to is winning a first round series. The Twins are better than the Rangers probably, but.
1: the Rangers have Cliff Lee?
0: The Rangers have Cliff Lee, and the Rangers have a ballpark that, you know, kind of can negate a little bit of, I mean, not that good pitching can't succeed in Texas, but right. you have the fact that it is uh, a park that, you, could, you know, you could end up a couple of slugfests there. Well, throw that all together, I mean, I, I think you probably would rather face Texas than Minnesota, but it's not that big of a difference. And
1: If I, if I were the Yankees, I would really rather fa- face the Twins. Just for, even though the Twins are the better team, because I don't want to face Cliff Lee twice. You have to make sure you beat one of those other guys. You have to win the other three games for sure. It doesn't mean that you can't beat Cliff Lee, but Cliff Lee kind of handled the Yankees in the World Series last year. I don't think Cliff Lee is going to be intimidated at all right. by the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I would not – it's, it's kind of like the, the Mets in 86 where they had to win game six because they knew if they went game seven against Mike Scott with the Astros, they were going to lose. It would be kind of that same scenario for the Yankees this year if they played a game four, but it's not quite the same because Cliff Lee's not scuffing the ball like like Scott was, and
0: Cliff Lee's had some been a little banged up, so you know. But he his, has, yeah, but his last couple starts. No, his have last been couple starts have been good. But what I'm saying is, is that you you have seen some signs a little more vulnerability from Cliff Lee than you saw last year, where Cliff Lee was just. You know.
1: Correct or, or or comparing him to Mike Scott again. So yeah, but if I were so if I were the Yankees, I'd want to win the division because I'd rather face. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, I, I would not want to win the. Division. I'd rather face Minnesota. You own Minnesota in the regular season last year, and the playoffs. You've owned them this year. I think they're seven and three. So even though I think the Twins are a better team, I think the Yankees prefer that matchup with Minnesota. Well,
0: the best way I put it is, is, is you know, Minnesota's a good team, but I, I expect that we'll see an ALCS that has Rays versus Yankees, and then. See, Gallaby. I don't.
1: I, I do think uh, I, I think the Twins are. I don't like Tampa's offense for a postseason. They're made to manufacture runs against better pitching. They've been very, very ordinary. I also don't know that they're, uh, you know, right now, I don't don't think they're going to start three starters. But, like, after Price and Garza, who's their third best starter right now? Jeff Neiman's really in trouble. Wade Davis might be their third best starter right now, but he is a rookie, end of his first full right. season. I think, I think the answer. And then James Shields is a veteran, but it's just okay. You well, know, he's not had a is great year. Shields going to be the
0: one. I think that they're. When I happen to be down there reporting that story, you know they, you know, use the you know, Madden use the words, you know, James Shields is our ace. Right. You know they're gonna he's gonna start in that series. An eighty one
1: ERA plus. Right. So I don't, I, don't said, yeah. I really don't think that they're better than Minnesota. I think Minnesota's a deeper, better offense. I think the Rays are better defensively. But I think the you know, starting pitching wise, I would I would take my chances with Minnesota right now. I know he's Brian Dunsing, but Brian Dunsing's been lights out this year. And the back of the bullpen, you know, the the, the twins are just better. Fuentes, caps, and John Roush are a nice little threesome back there with Jesse Crane throwing the heck out of the ball right now. Yeah, four options at the back so of the game that I I really like. So I, I guess think, I think the a lot Twins A
0: belief in uh, David Price.
1: Yeah, uh, David Price versus Francisco Liriano would be pretty great, uh, yeah, be game, great one game one to watch. But I think the Twins, you know, to me are the better team than than Tampa. Uh I understand that Tampa's records put up against the AL, AL East right, and all I, that kind of stuff, but I think Minnesota's a little hey. bit better team. I think that you know to me New York is still the favorite just because of you know, even though they they have shown some vulnerability. Uh, they still have Sabathia, they still have Rivera, and they still have that lineup. That lineup is that lineup, and that's even with Jeter having the poor year he's having. In the middle of that lineup, no one else in the American League. Even the Twins, as good as they are offensively. Unless you put Morneau back in the middle of that lineup, which doesn't look like it's likely to happen, point, you don't at this compare. this point,
0: if you even got Morneau back... It's hard to you know after that long a layoff to, to get back right. into not mid-season form, Sure. But playoff form.
1: And the thing is you you probably you probably would replace Jason Kubel right now. There's no way you can take Tommy out of that lineup. Right. no you can. And uh you know maybe get a little bit better defensively there cuz that's one of the issues I think Minnesota has, but uh, but again we digress. We talked about a little bit about Liriana, I think in the American League East. We agree more. There's, there's not a, a October surprise coming from Boston I don't think in the playoffs. No. But uh, there's been a lot of talk on the interwebs again, JJ, about the, the, these awards. Is it kind of a given in the American League that the MVP is Josh Hamilton? Is he far and away the guy for you?
0: I I think I don't, I mean far and away. I, I think you could consider other candidates, but like you match him up against Miguel Cabrera, and I think you got to go Hamilton. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't see really what the argument it is for Cabrera and. Once you get past that, who's you know who else are we talking
1: about? Yeah, I think it's, to me the only negative on is on Hamilton is he's only quote unquote played 130 games. You know, if Boston were to make the playoffs, I think it'd be interesting to see you know, how Adrian Beltre's numbers would stack right. up because of the year he's had. And but the problem is that ain't defense. Happening. But it's not going to happen. I still, I, I actually think you can make a case that Boston's been better than Texas. They're a better team, I think, than Texas. Oh, and you but, could, I mean, um, you could th- make that doesn't mean argument for
0: the, you know, the last guy standing on the, you know, still standing, you know, kind of carrying that team. Is, right, you know, right. Something to be said for it. But
1: How about Robbie Cano? Do you think Robbie Cano will get any votes? He's oh, I'm sure he'll get some had votes. had the best season by any Yankee, and he's the middle infielder to boot.
0: I'm sure he'll get some votes. I just don't think – I think Josh Hamilton's season – you have to be looking for things to not like about it to say, you know, someone else. I mean, he's
1: – Yeah, he has five fewer RBIs than Cano. That's about it. <laughs> so um, we know he won't get Keith Law's vote. But I, I would definitely say that I would I would vote for – you know, I would vote for Hamilton. But I think if Cano gets strong support, it won't bother me because he's had a he's had tremendous a year. year. He's, he's been very, very consistent year. for the Yankees. And I mean, no, you know, no, Jeter's no, had a down year. A-Rod's been hurt and has had a down year for him even to out to a lesser extent is having a kind of a down year. So, Cadeau's uh, kind of – he's been their best offensive player, and he's much better defensively at second base than I ever thought he'd be.
0: Now, I'll make a point when you said that. Like you said, I won't get too upset. That's one of the great things about baseball awards. People get are upset. There, people get upset. Yeah, they do. There are not many sports out there. Like when the NBA MVP leaks two days before or the day That's before right. they release it, every year, like yeah. it's like – the official, like, we're going to release it tomorrow, which every NBA beat writer knows, okay, well, that means I get it today. That's it. You know, strange how that happens, but no one really gets that incensed in because it just doesn't have
1: – Bill the, Simmons and his little circle of friends, and that's about it.
0: You know, NFL MVP. No one gets that incensed. In
1: Who was last year's NFL MVP?
0: I'm embarrassed to say off the top of my head. Was it – uh? Who, who was it? I have no idea. You know, I don't thing, follow I the NFL Man- that was, much. Was, was it one it of the Manning Manning's? Last year, I was gonna say Peyton. I was gonna say it wasn't Eli, no, but it may have been Peyton. But I can't remember off the top of my head. And I that's, think it, I think it
1: was Peyton Manning. But, but I mean, but, but who that's it's
0: just not the same. You know, it's not the same. The regular
1: baseball has the lore number one, and it has the regular season mattering more than in most the of the length sports. of it. Like, I mean, yeah.
0: the reality of it is, is
1: that six months, and then you know, the playoffs for the NBA take. Two-thirds of long of the regular season, it feels like, and the regular season is rendered so insignificant. And in the NFL, I mean, individual accomplishments do matter, but the one thing I really respect about the NFL, that team ethos is so strong. Right. I mean, you the know, reality people is People really that remember the team it, stuff over the individual stuff.
0: Right, and also it's so hard to separate out because – Yeah. I mean, a batter, yes – Things around what he does Correct. matter. Having people on base, you know, context matters,
1: but less so than. But the reality
0: of it is, is that if you go up and you hit a home run, yeah. it's always a good thing.
1: No I one ever goes,
0: no, you know, we, exactly. We need, the team needed a single there. No, it's hard to
1: denigrate Josh Hamilton's season from that standpoint. I wasn't also throw out. I don't think he deserves. I don't think he's going to get too much traction. But I'd love to see Carl Crawford get some votes for having his best season, and it's kind of like a career yeah. award. I don't even think he's going to get a first place vote. He would be my he would be the guy I would vote for on that team. Um yeah, but I don't, I'm not yeah, sure that just... he's gonna even get that. I think more people vote for Longoria than Crawford, but he's had his best season, and to me, he's had his best season. It's you know, like so I said, it's, like a a star, you know, feel it's like a free, career. You know, like a career achievement. Like I'd give him my, my third or fourth place vote. Farewell parting gift from the Rays. That's right. your hand
0: your, you know, here's a nice And pen, his you final know, season your... with the
1: Rays, Crawford was fourth in the American mm-hmm. League yeah. MVP voting. That'd be cool. It's I, like I, a would... gold
0: pen would we'll give you a watch has Rays on it. You know, that's kind nice. Who's
1: your Who's your American League Rookie of the Year? That's the easier question before we waste our time on. I mean, the best way to put that
0: is, is that I mean, it's Neftali Feliz, but. I, can I shrug my shoulders when I say that?
1: You Pretty know, much. I,
0: not that he hasn't been fine, but there's no rookie that I can find in the AL that I go, ooh, you know, man, that's just a
1: – Feliz is fun to watch, but I mean, he's been. It's good. It's, he's a good closer, but he's not. His rookie year doesn't even compare for me to like say Houston Street's rookie year. Brad Houston Street's rookie year. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just it's been a really good rookie year. He's going to be I think better as this, as his career goes on.
0: The, the real question but, of him comes down to okay is this his role?
1: Right. Long it term? is. I think it is his role. I think I think it he's is. locked in.
0: I think that was, you know, that was a, you know, that was a thing we were saying back when he was in, you know, in low A. Here's like, a
1: question. Who would you rather have, Neftali Feliz or Daniel Bard? I'd rather have Daniel Bard. They both throw hard. They both do the heck out of it. I I would take Daniel Bard over Neftali Feliz. I'd probably
0: rather have Feliz. And not that age matters as much with pitchers, you know. I mean, you could say, but but Feliz, like Feliz's stuff is as good, if not, you know. I think it's
1: not as good. I think his breaking ball is not as good as Daniel Bard's, and Daniel Bard's breaking ball has always been. Termed as like one of his deficits, but his breaking ball is better than Feliz's right.
0: right now. But the thing I'll say is, I don't think
1: if you if you don't have it, you don't have it. I don't think the Feliz has ever. I don't think he's ever had a feel for spinning a breaking ball. Barr just doesn't command his breaking ball that much, and it gets a little bit early break, but. For me, yeah. Nathalie Feliz is just not ever gonna have a breaking ball as good as Bard. And, and Bartho's just it's as hard, just as easy. He's less hittable this year. Similar no, strikeout rate. He's
0: also but he's also he, doing it at an age where when he was Natalie Feliz's age, he was, you know, getting ready to be be destroyed in Lancaster.
1: No, he was in college. Yeah. Was <laughs> he was, say, he was getting say, he was getting ready to be destroyed. Yeah, in I mean he was I mean, he's three years older, so Feliz is twenty two. I guess he actually probably was getting destroyed in Lancaster. I still like. I, I agree with what you said. I don't think age matters that much for pitchers. So I would take Bard long-term career. Who do I think will be better? I think it'll be Daniel Bard. He does it I easier. Mean, I, I think he commands it. I think his breaking ball is better. But I, it's a, I think it's a fun Either debate. one of
0: them. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll, I'll take either one of them for my team if I have a team. But
1: Bard's not rookie eligible this year. I don't believe so. No. He, uh, um, yeah. He how about on, is there anyone else you even think? of? I, the only other guys I even thought who will get votes are Wade Davis, Austin Jackson. I suppose there'll be some residual I'll first guess. half. Brendan Bosch. But, yeah, and then also, votes, uh, but I think I'd, I'd throw out Danny Valencia as a uh, a, 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 a,
0: a, a, a tremendous half season. A great half season. Uh, just for
1: value to his team, 336, 379, 462 as we speak. Like so.
0: like what Wade Davis did has a lot of value because finding a roughly average major league starter is something that teams will spend millions and millions of dollars to right. find in the offseason. Right. You know, and that's something that teams will trade, you know, cornerstones of their lineup like Ryan Ludwig in desperate <laughs> search to find someone to put in the you know in the rotation. Statistically,
1: uh in most ways you look at it, you'd say he's probably had the third best season of any of the Rays starters. He has a better ERA and ERA plus than Neiman, better than Shields. Obviously Neiman's falling apart down the stretch. Uh, he's third on that team uh, with a four nineteen ERA. He doesn't have great strikeout numbers, but you know I mean, he's, he's had a he's very been solid season. Solid. Austin yeah.
0: Jackson's had a very solid season. I think if you're Detroit you're quite happy with it. At the same time not
1: a ton of his, batting average, his batting average
0: yeah, I mean, that's it's batting average. Yeah. Three
1: hundred, three fifty five, four twelve. He's got some stolen bases. He played a good center field, but it's not an exciting It's year. not exciting.
0: But hey, yes, so you're that if you're the Tigers, it's something that you look at and say, Hey, mm-hmm. you know, that was a very good way. And over a long season, I mean, he he didn't you know, he didn't bosh it. He didn't Yeah, that's right. I think he does
1: he leads the American League in strikeouts. He leads all American League hitters in strikeouts, but I don't think it has obscured the fact that he's been a productive player for them as a rookie, which is, you know, pretty good. He's basically had as good or better a year than Curtis Granderson had. Now, Let, let's, see no, eas- let's see the other easy. Let's the other easy ones okay. real quick. I think easier National League MVP. I think is a little bit easier. There's a good debate there. I think all I things. Think,
0: I think that was a great debate actually. I think there was a lot. I think that could. Do. I think it's
1: still ongoing with the, the oh, yeah. Troy Tulawitzki's late rush here. I still think I would give it to Joey Votto though. He's just so good. And the Reds are such an impressive success story. And to me, he just makes that team go.
0: Now, this is where I think if you simply go by numbers, which, you know, there's a lot of debate on the internet that, you know, that is based largely around numbers and says take the team context out of it. And to me, like, I don't, I'm not someone who says it, you have to be on a team that goes to the playoffs to be an MVP or. You know, like, which there's a lot of belief out there, kind of more traditional belief, that that's the, you know, that way you need to go. That being said, team context does matter. Right. That's, that's a point for Vado. It's also a point for Tulo or Carlos Gonzalez or whoever. You know. Yeah, I think team
1: context matters enormous amount in this. Uh, I, you'd, ha- you'd have to be far and away the best player in the league for me to vote uh, if you're the most valuable player when your team doesn't have at least a, it doesn't at least smell the playoffs. Like, like Albert Pujols is an MVP candidate because this team was in the playoff hunt most of the year. But, you know, like 1987, Andre Dawson, I probably would not have voted for him as Well, I, would, I wouldn't have
0: either. Of course, his, also his 290 or whatever it was on base. Right, right. You know, was one of the things that at the time Bill James was saying, you know, there's this stat called yeah. on base, and it's actually pretty useful. Yeah. Um, you know, Gary Reedus is a good player. That's know? right. <laughs> um, Gary Reedus. Uh, I love Former him.
1: Billings manager, Gary Reedus.
0: But, um. And former Billings uh, star, Gary Reyes. Wasn't that where he was? I think so. I think you're right. He was 420 or whatever it was? Yeah,
1: 328 on base for the Hawk that year.
0: You know, but um, but that being said, I mean, you have a lot of good candidates who are on teams who are in it. And I do think it really does matter, like, I mean – This is truly a to be determined. Not with Votto. I mean, Votto's basically keep your numbers up a little bit, but the Reds have won that division as much as they're trying to like keep the Cardinals in it. The Cardinals are going no, no, no. We We we, don't want it. we, We don't want it. It's yours, you know. But but with with the Rockies, I mean, if if Tulo has another you know basically two weeks like he's had for the last.
1: Yeah, if Reed. he hits 14 home runs more in his last 13 or 14 games, if he does if that again, it's over. I'll switch my vote. If he does half of that, it's and, over. And Troy Tolitsky is my favorite player to watch in the major leagues. But Joey Votto's on the short list. His oh, opposite yeah. field power is just so easy and just jaw-dropping. I mean, he, I love it when he he knows when he crushes one to left center field and way he kind of drops the bat and watches it for a second, then puts the head down and sprints. I mean, he is just an amazing Amazing hitter, he is so the, much better than I thought he was going to be. <laughs> he is
0: the only star, real star in that lineup. I mean, Scott yeah. Rollins had a very good year. You know,
1: it's a good team. Brandon around them, Phillips
0: has had a good year. Yeah, but there are no other. You know, I mean, there is no one else in that lineup who you say, okay, well, we just man. You know, I wonder how many pitches he's going to see in the playoffs. Jay because Bruce
1: is getting close to there, though.
0: Jay Bruce if, has had a, month, you know, he's finishing strong. He's had a sandwiched around that time he was out with the oblique. Yeah. He's had a, he's had really almost a uh, the the Reds version of a too low kind of month. I mean, he, you know, it's not been that good, but right. it's been very very good.
1: He's having his best season, which is heartening to see. Well, Jay Bruce having that kind of year. If
0: Bruce does what he's done here next year, then the Reds do have two franchise players. And yeah. If they have that, then yeah. Bruce
1: has hit 11 of his 21 home runs in August and September, which I did not know. That he no, was it's been finishing. He's that had strongly. several
0: multi-homer games. It's, it's been impressive.
1: And National League Cy Young I think is debatable, but for me, it seems like that, that's Roy Halladay's award. I mean, I, I, I mean, Adam Wainwright's a fine candidate, but I think Roy Halladay is going to win that one.
0: I I agree. You know, I think you need to at least look at Josh Johnson when you're make you know filling out a ballot for that. But you know, yeah, I mean, Halladay. Just has, there. It's it's a very good year, you know. It's, yeah, hard it's, to hard to Halliday.
1: hard to argue. I think the eight complete games wins him some awe factor and some well, with even, writers. But, I mean, everything innings, else being equal, but
0: and innings do matter. Like yeah. if you're comparing him to Josh Johnson, innings matter.
1: Yeah, know? no doubt. Yeah, he's got he's been much more valuable than than Johnson from that standpoint. Um,
0: and, and if you have a guy who will go eight. That is more valuable than a guy who's going 6-7. to seven.
1: And uh, for the Rookie of the Year award, uh, you know, it's, if you have a catcher who's a doing year. that, usually it's the exact opposite of the American League. You know, if if uh, Jaime Garcia of the Cardinals were in the American League, oh, he'd, he'd run would, away with that he, award for me. It
0: wouldn't even be close.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would give him that award. Um, and you have lots of other capable rookies in the National League. But for me, if Hayward Mike or Posey. Uh, i yeah. put it this
0: way. If Mike Stanton was in the AL, you could It'd be argue, hard not to
1: give it to him. Yeah, you're right. You could argue
0: it. I, you probably don't. I mean, like, you could argue that Brendan Bosch's first half is somewhat similar to Mike Stanton's second half. The argument that I'd make against that is, is that, no, 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 Mike Stanton's never had a month where he's been awful in the big leagues. That counts against you. Yeah. Mike Stanton's just been a power threat, basically, since the day he—
1: 5'11 slugging in that ballpark. In that ballpark. Ball that is ridiculous. <laughs> that guy's so good. Uh, and Logan awesome has launch. been good for them, too. He has been, and he's a fine uh, Twitter follow if you don't already but follow that, Logan Morris. You know,
0: all, you know, all that being said, I do think, you know, and Garcia, you have to consider him because, again, we talked about how valuable starting pitching is. He's been one of the better starters in the National League.
1: Yeah, he was the number three starter uh, for that team only because uh, Wainwright and uh, Carpenter are so good. Now, Jamie Garcia has been outstanding. But for me, it's a Posey versus Hayward. Battle and I think Jason Hayward's strong finish power wise kind of salted things well, away for Jason Hayward. Not only that, but you I believe do. he's 11th on Bref. Real quick, I think he's 11th in all Major League Baseball and OPS plus for regulars.
0: And not only that, but you do again to me you get credit for more games.
1: Yeah, you absolutely. Know,
0: that, that has more value because you've done it longer.
1: And both teams. Not, uh, that's not
0: Buster Posey's fault. He would have right. been able to hit. Pro, you know, I don't think there's any question he would have been able to hit at least. Right. You know, if he'd have been up there on opening day. He could
1: blame it on Brian Sabian if he wants to blame on anybody for him not getting the award. Right.
0: But that is that does make a difference. That being said, Buster Posey's year. If if you told me that Buster Posey wins it, I'm not gonna you know throw anything else at that. Way. Yeah,
1: exactly. I don't think it'd be. The, I don't. I don't think it'd be a mockery. That's, Travis sham-ockery. that's that, right.
0: That's not an injustice. If. if but that year as a catcher. In the AL, the other thing that is, it's not an injustice, but it is a, it is a tragedy, yeah. is Carlos Santana was having You're right. a rookie of the year year.
1: That is a tragedy, that he got hurt like that. That is a tragedy. It's a, it's a, let's hope he can come back from it, because you just hope that he can be healthy and catch. That was right. a pretty severe knee injury. Uh, but Buster Posey, <laughs> that's a pretty monstrous year. And I got the question yesterday on XM Radio, um, Buster Posey, Matt Wieters, who would you take long term? I think you have to answer Buster Posey. Uh, because the only question really about Posey coming out as an amateur, the reason is that we all had weeders as the better-rated amateur was the Florida State hitter track record. That was a big factor for me and the guys I talked to. If your last name is not Drew, you usually don't live. And even those guys haven't really lived up to the billing because their billing was so high. And they, but they've obviously had very productive major league careers. Yeah. But if your name isn't Drew and you're a Florida State hitter, you usually underperform A. And, B, uh, you know, I just remember Matt Blood, now scouting for the Cardinals, writing for us, and just comparing Posey and Gordon Beckham on the same weekend and talking about how Gordon Beckham strengthened his hands and forearms and that his swing was going to be more conducive to power with a wood bat than Posey's. And I talked to other scouts running by what Matt wrote, and, and they saw a lot of merit in that. So I always wondered, I always had that doubt about Buster Posey's power, but he has answered those questions. I mean, his power well, in professional baseball has been as far exceeded my expectations. I thought he'd be a fifteen to twenty home run guy max over a full season. He's almost there in two thirds of a year. In a
0: tough place to hit. In a very tough place to hit. But I was gonna say, with that, to me, the the breakdown with Posey Weathers has always been that you thought, you know, the thought was is that Weathers was better defensively than Posey. But you know what? It comes down to it. I mean, what Posey's done in the big leagues offensively. Yeah. To me, cancels out any questions when it comes. Especially, I mean, he's handling a brutal staff as far as to handle because absolutely. they're so I mean, good.
1: Absolutely, just he is handling. Uh, Nasty I mean, stuff. there's no staff that has better stuff than those top four starters, and just, they're all pretty different guys too. I and mean, you got to throw Bumgarner in. Uh, Bumgarner and Sanchez you're kind of are slinging left-handers. You throw a ton of fastballs, heavy balls, a lot of sink, a lot of movement. Linsicum is Linsicum, You got to, you know, like what's his name's a. Uh, I can't remember what Andy Baggerly's nickname is. I think he wants to call Lincecum's changeup Mr. Fady. I suggested Mr. Tumbles, because I love a tumble, a changeup with a good tumble. Uh, Andy never got back to me about that. But uh, And then Matt Cain has big stuff, and then Zito's got completely different stuff from all those guys with the big curveball. Right, so you have to be a quiet receiver to get him extra strikes, so – uh, it's five different kind of guys, and then Brian Wilson just comes blowing straight butane out of the bullpen. So you have to be a good receiver to handle those guys, and clearly he's done that because the Giants' pitching has been right and outstanding.
0: so. So to me, I mean, when you compare that to say, well, Matt Wheaters, well, we think that you know, and hey, we still think that the bat is going to be a solid, a very solid yeah. big league bat. He's been solid average this year. I yeah. expected more power. But but that being said, you can't neglect what Posey's done offensively. Like at this point. To say, oh, you know, you project Weeders to be as good a hitter even as Posey, it's hard to say that. He it could, is, it is but hard. he's older than Posey, and he has now, you know, what, 900, 1,000 ABs in the big leagues? Uh,
1: 850 plate appearances with a 97 OPS plus. I mean, I think he'll get better. I think he will, but, too. But uh, but,
0: it's, but at the same time, he's got a long way to catch up to what Buster Posey is right now as a hitter.
1: No doubt. It's the Baseball America podcast with John and JJ brought to you by MLB Network. Uh, JJ, we said the best for last, American League Cy Young Award, and that has been uh, hotly contested on the interwebs already, and it doesn't seem like there's really a consensus yet. Um,
0: oh, I think on the internet there's a consensus.
1: I think I, there I, is. I was going to say,
0: I think, I think if you said, you know, uh, if, the, if there was internet, you know, in the, you know, in the internet voting, I think that uh, you're going to see Felix Hernandez uh, win that pretty easily.
1: I see. I wonder if it would be easy. I do think that the consensus is. I think that there's one consensus everyone agrees on. Let's not judge it by who has the most wins. I think everybody agrees with that. I mean, even the people the people who don't agree with that, JJ, are a in a very small minority, and b if they write a blog, they're forced to. It's not because no, they no, choose no, sorry,
0: to. I could think of one person. Paul Hoynes,
1: I think, has written that column. I guess on the Cleveland Indians beat I, writer. Yeah,
0: you know, I, I could think of one. Uh a uh, former beat writer who has a blog I think for on his own who probably would you know. Murray Chass does not call it a blog yeah. it is a website JJ yeah. it is not a blog even if it just happens to have So
1: uh, so you, you, we can't call Murray a blogger even as much as we would love to call Murray a blogger but um but yeah I mean it, you know obviously in the American League you know I, you, basically your candidates are CC Sabathia with his 20 victories and his according to baseballreference.com the best war in the American League, best wins above replacement. You've got John Lester, second in the league in the, and, and wins, and is up there in the RA. you got David Price. You've got Francisco Liriano, and you've got Felix Hernandez. I, I mean, I I think maybe Jared Weaver is a fringe candidate there as well could get a third-place vote here there, considering he's second in the league in strikeouts. I think he's second only to Brandon Moro in strikeouts per nine. So, yeah, if you have actually a lot of great seasons to choose from, I think I, I think I'm undecided as of yet – Leaning toward Felix Hernandez, I think you're solidly in that Felix Hernandez I'm, camp.
0: Well, my thing is is that, for lack of a better way to put it, if CeCe Sabathia was playing for the Rays with the same exact stat line, would he be at least hoisted on people as the favorite?
1: Or yeah, that- actually, I do think so. I think if he had 20 wins and he was the league leader by two and he had his past – you know, like what he did in Milwaukee, what he did in Cleveland. Yeah, I do think so. I don't think he's getting a huge Yankee boost. honestly I don't. I,
0: I 'cause I just I think he's actually getting may an like, anti
1: Yankee reactionary. There may, move. But,
0: there may, but like like when I compare his season to David Price's, you know, there's two arguments I can see for Savathia. One is that he has three more wins.
1: Right. Which thirty more innings pitched as well. You know.
0: I was gonna say that's my second one is actually to me is the better argument he's he has more innings, you know he has made three more starts and he has thirty more innings.
1: he has a better walk rate, he has a better whip uh he has a slightly better ERA. I mean walk rate to me like I mean' plus, it is it nice,
0: but you know but at the same time I think that prices hits allowed are significantly better they around. are
1: better their whip is it's a one point one 83 whip for Sabathia 1.193 for Price So pretty much their ERA+ plus, 141 for Sabathia 142 for Price Their right. numbers are pretty similar. Their numbers are
0: pretty similar. And to me I guess the thing is is that, you know, Price I, is saying, a
1: fine candidate.
0: I'm not saying, you know, and I wouldn't vote for Price, but to me like if you're making the Sabathia you know, the Sabathia argument, unless you're saying, "Hey, that extra 3 starts those extra 30 innings." Those are to me very very similar seasons they are you know and sabathia in his case is getting more offense usually in those i haven't looked as run support. right yeah, but, but you certainly would a better, expect it. it's a better lineup Correct. than what price has when he goes out there
1: price you know, has a better defense that's true i would say significantly better defense than, yeah. than the yankees but but it, to
0: me like what felix hernandez has done especially considering i mean like i know it's winds in there but Joe Poznanski had a pretty good uh, post about a week ago. I guess it was now.
1: It was curiously long, if I recall. Yeah, shockingly long. <laughs> no. I,
0: I think that Joe, you know, I, I think that Joe. Woe be to name.
1: those, by the way, who hacked his blog last yeah. week. Oh,
0: come on! That's, yeah, that's a that's... joke. But
1: I blame um, China.
0: But he, but he pointed out that this Mariners offense is. I mean, beyond putrid. Historically
1: bad. Like, like, one of the worst offenses of the last 35 years. I, mean, they, I think he actually wrote that it was the worst offense in the major leagues in the last 35 years, which is stunning.
0: Like, he had to go back. Yeah. He kept going back, and he's like... 1972, like, I think, was yeah, the last
1: one he found. Before the,
0: the DH. Yeah. The last time he found, a, you know, that few runs scored.
1: And I think their batting average would drop 10 points as he a team if you took out Ichiro, which is, mean, is
0: just unbelievable. So, when you say, well, you know, Felix doesn't have as many wins... It truly is a case of it's like, well, you know, he's got one to two to work with most nights. I mean, yeah, I you, think it's
1: I th- which is a pressure
0: all its own. I know that he's not playing pressure games, but he also knows going out there that he, you know, if he makes a two-run mistake, eh, he's probably you know <laughs> gonna be on. He's, going he's he, gonna be going on un- unhappy that night.
1: I really do think that the I think of the tw- the 2005 Sion Award balloting where Bart Cologne won. I think that's really going to – that is – to me, that's where the win-loss thing turned. But last year's Cy Young Award winners both won, what, 16 games? Right. Grinke and Lincecum. So I really don't – I don't think that just because Sabathia has eight more wins than Hernandez, I don't think he's – I mean, a month ago, Buster Olney was talking about Felix Shain as being the favorite, despite not having enough wins. Right. I, I really think that, that that's where my resentment comes in. Is I think the blogosphere overdone it? I think the voters are smarter now.
0: I, I think. Well, I think, I think they've gotten a lot
1: smarter. I think so. they're a
0: lot smarter, and I think also the reality of it is, is that the caricature of what a you know a BBWA voter is is really a caricature at this point because yeah. you know for a couple things, one.
1: Baseball, Murray beat Chappell writing, doesn't have a job anymore.
0: Baseball beat writing is not an old man's game. No, it's a. I mean, you know, I when I was down at that, you know, Red Sox Rays series not long ago, there were not a whole lot of you know. I, I was probably above the median age. I'm, you know, I'm in my third an age, ancient
1: thirty eight.
0: You know, and I'm I was a, probably above the median age of the people who were working those games for you know for newspapers there, or at least right at the median age. If you're my age you, you, you know, and you love baseball, Bill James is not some you know, weird guy who started writing a book. It's something right, that you were right. reading when you were a kid.
1: You know. It's probably the reason that you're a big baseball right. fan. Right.
0: So I, I do think – I don't think there are a whole lot of voters out there anymore who have to be convinced that there's these stats besides batting average right. or ERA you right. know, or wins. I mean like
1: – The ones who are like that just need to be ignored. You know, the right. ones, well, who, the been- ones who refuse to learn need to just be ignored.
0: Right, I mean, and that's something where
1: instead of beaten into the ground and made fun of know, him all the time, well, just, just leave him alone.
0: And the thing about it is, is that and hey, look, the has made it easy for people, though I they mean, have, they, they have, because there have been some horrible votes. Like, I mean, the Edison Volquez rookie of the year vote would be the ones, like,
1: you know, correct. Like, Thankfully, he didn't win the award. Thankfully, he didn't win the, the fact award, that he but, got a, but a no, vote is a. The pitiful. fact
0: he got a vote was bad. But the worst one. The worst is though, is he can get a vote. Since you have the guidelines as far as who qualifies, I know you can release it without that vote, saying there was an you know.
1: That's what I didn't get. You can call that guy back sense. and go,
0: "Um, Volquez isn't eligible. Yeah. so you need to vote for someone else." That's the part and that makes sense. And then you've avoided all of that embarrassment of basically people saying,
1: "Look." Cause That's why this is the Baseball Writers Association, not the Baseball PR Directors Association, because they didn't do very good PR. Because on that.
0: that is the thing that really opened them up. Because what it says is, I mean, there's no other way to put it. Is that this is something that, as we talked about, people care about these things. Correct. And the people who are arguing these things, you know, at the same time, I will say the other hand, you know, the, the voters should care as much the as the readers. should care as much as the readers, and if you don't, then you shouldn't be voting because the reality of it is, is that you are opening it up to, you know, to, to basically derision. The the
1: absolutely, you yeah. absolutely are. I, I'm not. Could not agree with you more, and I think uh, you deserve—you definitely deserve the derision that you're going to get. One thing I actually found that it was interesting in this debate, too, uh, J.J., was if you go on B-Ref, you can actually search for the advanced pitching. You can search for game score average. Speaking mm-hmm. of Bill James, you saw it about Bill James. Fielder training has the best game score average in the American League of 63. That's his average game score uh, for comparison's sake. Uh, well, number two is actually Cliff Lee. Despite some really bad games, he does have this great game score. Uh, Jared Weaver is third. I think Jared Weaver and John Lester, who are actually three and four, those are two seasons that don't get talked about at this at all in, in this debate. And you know, for me, John Lester doing what he's doing in Fenway Park as a left-handed pitcher uh, is very, very hard to do. Uh, and, and the fact that he's done it so consistently, I think John Lester—it's right. amazing for a Red. He leads the league in strikeouts per nine. I don't know if people are aware of that. 9.7 right, no, strikeouts I mean, per like, nine if innings. If so you're saying that team performance he's the, doesn't matter. He's got the wins. He's got the ERA plus. Right. He's got the strikeout, the ratios. He's in the, I, I think he's, he's in the, a fine know, candidate. As good a candidate as anybody, I think Felix Hernandez has been a little bit better. One of the ways is Felix has like 230-some innings, which is, and, you know. Yeah, uh, and that's what, to me, we know, both agree on
0: this, and that's like I said. That's if a you separating factor for me. If you wanted to argue CC, you, you know, over like David Price, that is a good argument to me because innings, you know. That's thirty innings yeah. that you take away from either a number six starter, Correct. or your you know sixth inning guy.
1: Meanwhile, Nick Blackburn has a uh, forty-four average game score. The Baseball America podcast with John and JJ. JJ, do you have any manager of the year thoughts or not really?
0: Um, you know, I don't even think I care if the Padres make the playoffs. Doesn't really matter to me.
1: No, Dusty Baker.
0: <laughs> I mean, no, I think no. I think that you have to. Hey, considering what you know. I think it was. He was a. The Reds were at least a a, you know, a knowledgeable pick before the yeah. season, like to be something. But, you know, I, I do think I, I think like I'm we look Padres at the Padres the and no, it's like you know how are they doing
1: this? I think Bud Black is a guy. One one little thing I'll throw out there. Do you realize the Houston Astros are five games under 500?
0: No, it's a great
1: job. To me, I don't remember who the other candidates were the year that Joe Girardi won in the National League, but the Marlins had a losing record. I know they'd given up guys and yada, yada, but the fact that Joe Girardi had been a Yankee and had studied the foot of Joe Torrey and all this stuff, it's kind of a joke that he won National League Manager of the Year, in my opinion. Brad Mills is in that category, and they – I mean, no, they if you trade me, if you and they trade him, the corpse of Berkman and they've gotten so much better without them. It's, it's if, unbelievable. If you told me someone voted for him, I'm not complaining. I mean, it's not like they called up, you know, great prospect after great prospect.
0: There, there, there are there are no such things as. He has a coaxed, long list of great prospects.
1: He, he's it. coaxed so. a great year out of Brett Myers. I mean, Brett Myers having an unbelievable season. He's made their bullpen better despite the fact that his top relievers are Brandon Line and Matt Lindstrom. I mean, it's. I think Brad Mills' season deserves some votes. Deserves some recognition. So what about AL? Uh, to me, yeah, uh, you know, I, I guess you give it to Ron Gardenhire. I mean, have the best record in the in the league, and I, I love Guardy. And I think I like. I completely agree with Posnanski's column about Gardenhire of the other day. And you know, lose Justin Morneau, and you get better. Uh, they've had pitching injuries all year, year in and year out. You know, they had a guy in Blackburn who was in their rotation to start the year. They sent him down to the minor leagues. They plug in Dunsing. he's been outstanding. Uh, you've got to watch Liriano's innings. You know, you can't just let Liriano go. Uh, they've never had. You know, you lose your closer in spring training. He's handled that well. Uh, to me, it's Ron Gardenhire. I was going to ask you: Do you think that Buck Showalter will get any votes just for his second half? Uh, this for the six weeks in Baltimore. It's an amazing six
0: weeks. I don't think I,
1: I. I bet you he'll get some votes. I don't think he deserves to win it, but I, I bet you he'll get some votes.
0: Yeah, I, my my thing with that is is that. It's impressive, but at the same time, it always is easier. You know, sure. it's easier to win when the but, season's over. But they
1: haven't done it even for a month and a half. They no. did it for like two months when Lee Mazzilli was their manager early in the year, and they collapsed and they had the best record in the American League East since he got there. No,
0: it's it's, it's, it's extremely it impressive. I,
1: I think he'll get some votes. I don't believe uh, we'll get any Don Wakamatsu votes. I no, don't be, I, I don't exactly. believe Manny Acta will be adding to his uh, to his uh, list of uh, his uh, award presents. I kind of wonder, I would love for an Indians fan to email in and tell us, or Nationals fan, what is it about Acta that, that makes him thought of as this young up-and-coming manager, this potentially really good manager? I don't get it. I don't see it. I don't see it in the track record. I don't see it from what he did in the minor leagues. Besides the fact that Acta wears cool hats to the winter meetings and dresses sharp and is bilingual, what is the deal with that guy? I, I honestly don't get it. Uh, yeah, someone yeah. has to explain that to me. I never quite got it with Eric Wedge, but at least Eric Wedge took them to the 2007, uh, you know, they, right. they won the division. Right. They were competitive a few years. They had the one-year-in-05 with a massive finish right. and just missed catching the White Sox. What has Manny Acta done? Like, did players get better under him in Washington? Did players get better under him in Cleveland? I don't mean to have this anti-Manny Acta rant, but I've been hearing it from my brother as a Nationals fan for years. The thing is, I've watched, try to monitor the Indians this year. I, I don't see. I don't no, I mean, understand. The reality
0: is, look. The reality with why that Indians, guy got a job. The reality with the Indians in general is, is that the Indians have not had a whole lot of successful seasons in the last five.
1: It'd be pretty hideous to be an Indians fan and to watch Lee and Sabathia and all these Indians expatriates play as well as they played and realize you, you never won enough with them and that you let them all go while you, meanwhile, Travis Hafner is making what Travis Hafner makes. And you can stick a fork in him. You could have stuck a fork in him two years ago. It's the Baseball America well, podcast with I mean, for uh, Travis
0: Hafner, that is the good thing.
1: The you know, it's like great for Travis Hafner. he got all that right, money. But
0: the wrapping yeah. up is just like it's the whole question of like, do you want to give Adam Dunn you know a gazillion dollars? because yeah. It's just that that profile of essentially a you know a slow twitch DH.
1: And, you know, Travis Hafner has 11 home runs this year, and he still has an OPS plus of 124.
0: Hey, he walks. The man can walk.
1: He does walk, but uh, this is a guy who, uh, basically since he got that contract, has been pretty bad. So anything else, JJ? Any, any, anything minor league this podcast? Uh, I think league? this will
0: be an all-major league podcast. I think we need to, to wrap this puppy up.
1: So but We do have, as we said before, we have all the chats coming up on the minor league, league top 20 yeah, We'll be 20s.
0: podcasting some league top 20 stuff yeah, too, Yeah, so there's going to
1: be plenty of that, obviously, uh, coming up at BaseballAmerica.com. Prospect season. It is prospect season. Wabbit season is over. Prospect season is here. Uh, we also want to remind you it's also book season. The Ultimate 2011 Baseball America reference books are ready for pre order. You can reserve your books now and we'll ship them first as soon as they come hot off the press. You go to baseballamerica.com backslash store and choose among the new 2011 publications, including the Prospect Handbook, the Almanac, the Directory, the Super Register, and the 2011 Great Parks Calendar. Get the advantages in your fantasy league and be the first to get your books. Visit BaseballAmerica.com slash store. Again, backslash, forward slash. slash. That's actually a We're just going to say slash store. So for J.J. Cooper, I'm John Manuel with my, uh, with my uh, lesser voice. Kurt
0: Gibson-esque uh, performance here. You I did, appreciate you know, it. You, you pumped the fist as you're around this second.
1: And as you said, you probably won't have to turn me up on the equalizer. I got pumped up. I got fired up. So for J.J. Cooper, I'm John, John Manuel. We'll see you next time on the Baseball America podcast. So long, everybody.